Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Quinn's Corner Extended Storytime. Actually, it's not called Quinn's Corner Extended Storytime anymore, also that name is very long, but now I'm rambling. Uh, it's now just called Quinn's Corner Ex... Quinn's Corner. Yep, that's what it's called. Um, the name change came from me hearing from people the name's way too long. And also, we have a brand spanking new logo, if you haven't seen it, uh, courtesy of Krista Michelson. Uh, check her out on Instagram, it's just at Krista Michelson. Uh, she had, she, a good friend of mine that did this logo for me, and so I'm going to shout it out every chance that I get so she gets her recognition for it, uh, as well as... There's been a lot of things that's happened in my life this past month. It's been over a month since I put out the last episode. And I am terribly sorry about that to my dedicated listeners or those who are just passers-by. I am hoping here I can get some more episodes out a bit more frequently. Because I am going to be starting a Patreon here soon so be on the lookout for that you can definitely uh check out my instagram which is the underscore quintaro also my twitter which is at the quintaro and then facebook which is quintaro Ansley. uh for any more new information on that and some one of the main things that i'll be offering in the patreon though is obviously uh a early release for the episode how that work out? I'll figure that out once I get everything going. Uh, also, I got married! Yay! Um, shout out to my wife, Shayla. She's actually in the room right now. She'll be very upset that I did this, but it'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> while I'm up here saying uh and rambling and not talking about too much anything else, haven't done this one in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, your feature presentation, Loyalties, Part 1. Waterdeep, the city of cities, a place where anything and everything can be found. The city where legends can be born and heroes come together to leave their mark on the world. Though most find themselves being tempted by the city's den of vices. In all honesty, no one can blame those who lose their way in Waterdeep. Home of titans, living legends, and figures literally larger than life itself. It's hard not to feel small. Uh, No pun intended. And during this golden age of adventures, there is a bar that rests in an alley called the Powder Keg. It received its name mostly because there are several barrels of black powder in the attic. Besides the barrels of literal death sitting above the patron's heads every night and tip of the hill Tuesdays, the bar seems ordinary. But... Those who own the bar are nothing short of extraordinary. A drow by the name of Arkos, who has the ability to walk through the planes of existence as easy as one takes a breath. A Waterdavian noble, 
teethling woman named Delista, who just so happens to be one of the richest women on the planet, and the fiancé of Jarlaxle Brini. Lastly, the man who seems to be just a calm, wandering warrior, Kwama Chobo. When Kwama first came to Waterdeep, he had aspirations of becoming the world's greatest swordsman. But after learning it was Jarlaxle, and after losing to him in an odd but fruitful time-traveling escapade, Kwama decided to only fight when needed. It is a bright, warm spring day in Waterdeep, and while the city is always lively, these past few days there has been more activity than normal. A most auspicious occasion, a day the world never thought it would see, the wedding of Jarlaxle Brini, and the queen of Waterdeep's underground, Delista which for Kamara meant he would have to watch the bar, since Arkos was off on a last-minute job for Jarlaxle and Alista, was too busy preparing the finishing touches for the wedding. Kamara is a well-built, dark-skinned man who can easily be picked out of a crowd because of his unique hairstylings. Kwama's hair, like most men in his region of the world, let their hair grow from birth, never cutting it. Their hair is then twisted and bound in such a way that allows the hair to grow down instead of growing out. The powder keg is bustling with business, thanks to the black powder chicken special. Aflin, a halfling who has been working at the bar for almost a year to pay off his debt owed to Delista is tending the bar on this busy afternoon. Aflin is a foul-mouthed, dirty blonde, slightly alcoholic tavern brawler who has made deals more crooked than his nose. Seriously, it gives a deviated septum a bad rep. Everything is going as it would on a day like this, until Bozels, who is a representative of the Golden Wheel Guild, came to the bar. Aflin spots Bozels at first and shouts a quick insult. Aye, who forgot to wipe? This isn't the kind of place where you can just leave pieces of shit lying around. The bar bursts into a fit of laughter. Oh, ha, 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 ha. As much as I enjoy your crude attempts at humor, I'm here on official business, and I must speak with Lady Delista at once. Why didn't you just start with that? Athlan goes back to cleaning the glass. What are you doing? Go get her! Oh, my apologies. She's not here, you dumb shit. But, but didn't I just say that, though? No! I must have thought it to myself then. Okay, well, is Arcos or Violin or Intel here? That's a hard no. Arcos and Violin went with uh, Jarlaxel about a week ago, and Intel. <laughs> no one's seen him in well over a month now. 
Well, who is here besides you that would be helpful? Quamar's here. He's out back doing something. Huh. Okay, I'll take what I can get. Bozo shuffles through the bar to make his way to the back side of the bar. Once outside, Bozos easily finds Quamar, who seems to be training with a modified nimble right. Just as Bozos approaches Quamar, the nimble right strikes at Quamar, which he is able to dodge, but causes Bozos to almost be skewed by the nimble right's blade arm. Quamar uses a lightning lure at the last moment to pull the nimble right back towards him and turn it off. What do you want, Bozos? Bozo's answers, shaking from his near-death experience. Master Jobo, I'm here to inform you that Ladies Delista's order of wine uh, for the wedding will be late. Late? Why? Uh, well, sir, to be honest, none of our drivers feel safe. Uh, over the course of a week, we've had eight attacks on our shipments and all by the same gang of thieves. You didn't hire anyone to take care of them? Sadly, anyone we hired wasn't up to the task at hand. Kumar was annoyed by Bozel's response, but he knew if that wine wasn't here in time for the wedding, Delista would burn the city down. Alright. Where's the wine now? The docks. It's all loaded, just no one to drive. Wait, what are you planning, sir? Killing two birds with one stone. You can't be planning to get the wine yourself, can you? I do plan on going to get it, but not alone. Aflin's gonna go with me. Bozels. I'll take care of this problem, and let's say the powder keg doesn't pay for deliveries for the next year. <laughs> Master Jobo, that is a good... Uh, oh, you're serious. I uh, don't... Uh, uh, fine, sir. Quamar pats him on the shoulders and smiles. Wonderful. Uh, also, I'll need you to watch the bar. And I can't stress this enough. Please try not to get robbed. Kumar walks in the bar, with Bozels frantically following him, asking question after question. Why do you think I can run your bar? What, how does one know what the right amount of pour is? Did, uh, did you know I never made change? And wh what do you mean, try not to get robbed? Quamar stops and turns to Bozels. You're a guild representative. You should be able to handle a busy bar. If the drink starts coming out of the cup, then you've poured too much. And we made an exact change only sign when Afflin started working here. And as far as getting robbed, just don't, please. By the time Kumar was done talking, he gathered everything he needed to leave and made his way to the front of the bar. 
Afflin, let's go. Go. Who's going to watch the place while we're gone? Bozels. Afflin's gaze darts at Bozels, then back to Kumar at the door. Okay. That chicken shit's going to get robbed. <sighs> I know. But I'd rather have someone rob the bar than deal with Delissa's bridal theory over this wine. Alright, I see your point. Athlon comes from behind the bar counter, hooking a black dagger to his belt as he does. With that, Pumar and Athlon head off to the sea ward. Most of the workers have gone home for the day, but there is an old man guarding the door to the warehouse. Kumar, I'll take point. No, we're not breaking in. We are helping. I'll talk to him. Kumar approaches the old guard. Hello there, sir. My name is Quook. He is cut off. Stay the hell right there. That's fine, sir. We're here to pick up a shipment of wine for our friend's wedding. The old guard pulls out a spear and points it at Quamar. Like hell, you're just trying to rob us. Well, my name ain't Bozos. The old guard takes the spear and attempts to stab Quamar, which he easily sidesteps. As the old guard tries for another stab, a loud racket is coming from the warehouse and the large wooden doors are blown open. The shock wave from the explosion knocks everyone back. Somehow, the old guard was able to get up just in time to get run over by a very large wagon. The wagon was being driven by two hooded figures. Fuck! Kumar, the cart has Alyssa's insignia on it. Shit, Afflet, take that back alley and try to head them off. Quamar gets up and runs after the cart. With the thieves having a good head start, Quamar thinks of a way to catch up. Looking at the rooftops and seeing how close some of them are, he gets an idea. Quamar takes a few long strided steps and then stops, planting his feet on the ground. A pale white aura surrounds his legs, and with a burst of magical energy, Quamar shoots in the air nearly 30 feet. At the height of the jump, Quamar grabs the edge of a rooftop and throws himself over. There you are. Running like his life depends on it, Quamar races across the rooftops. Using the connecting rooftops, he is able to close the gap in distance between the wagon and himself. Seeing an opportune moment, Quamar takes a dangerous leap, his legs surrounded by the same pale white aura as before. He lands on top of the wagon, quickly catching his balance. Stop the wagon! The two figures look back, 
pull the reins on the horses, bringing them to a stop. Well, that was easy. The two figures get off the wagon. One of them pulls out a whip and uses it to grab a hold of Kumar's leg, yanking him to the ground. Kumar hits the ground almost immediately after the other hooded figure tries to plunge two daggers into Kumar's chest. At the very last moment, Kumar rolls out of the way as he feels a tug at his leg, realizing the whip still has a hold of him. The frustrated warrior clenches his right hand and swings at the whip. When he does, a sword appears and cuts the whip, freeing his leg. That was a good warm-up. As Kumar rises from the ground, the two hooded figures reveal themselves. They are both hobgoblins. One is a male with a shaved head who is missing an eye and wears a vest of daggers. The other is a female who is wearing half centurion plate armor and wielding a short spear. Kumajobo. <laughs> Let's see if you're as good as he thinks you are. Who? The hobgoblin throws two daggers at Kumar, which were blocked by his sword. Kumar runs at the hobgoblin and swings his blade from the right. The hobgoblin swiftly takes out two more daggers and blocks Kumar's attack. As their blades ring out in the night sky, the female hobgoblin makes her move and charges Kumar's blindside. Hearing her footsteps, Kumar clenches his left hand and summons a shield, stopping her spear from piercing his flesh. There's no escape for you. The two hobgoblins use all of their strength to get Kumar down to the ground, just as it seems like he was about to give up. A smirk graces Kumar's face. Kumar uses the shield to push the woman back for a split second, unclenching his hand and letting the shield disappear. Then he reaches out and grabs the woman's head. Once he does, arcs of lightning consume the woman's head. She falls to the ground as the two hobgoblins cry out to each other. Colton! Sultan! Oh, you die tonight, Jobo! Koten takes a leap backward. He takes out two daggers and throws them in the air. He takes out four more daggers and tosses them in a similar fashion. Koten then clicks together two metal braces on his wrist with runes all over them. The sound of the metal connecting creates a low, odd ringing that flows through the air. Kumar looks around with his guard up, summoning his shield back to him. Where the hell is Aflin? A sharp whistle cuts through the night's air, breaking Kumar's concentration. His head goes on a swivel in an attempt to locate its source. Got you! Koten flicks a finger and a dagger flies by and cuts Kumar's right arm. Before he even has a moment to register what happened, another dagger slices his left thigh. The cuts are not fatal, 
or deep enough to be a real problem by themselves. But Quamar knows if too many of these cuts occur, he could bleed out. The next couple of strikes Quamar is able to block, keeping a calm mind, looking for a window of opportunity. We both know you're no ordinary thieves. So, who are you really? After he speaks, four daggers come flying at him. The shield blocks one. His sword is able to swat two more. But the fourth makes a clean cut on Quamar's side, just below his ribcage. Doesn't matter. You have to die for what you did. Oh, for your friend? Sorry to say, you and her both made the same mistake. <laughs> what is that? A slight air of cockiness surrounds Quamar. First, you stole from my friend. Second, and the most important, pissing me off, which is why your friend got lobotomized. A rage overcomes Koten as he raises both hands and forcefully swings them down to the ground. Then six distinct whistles can be heard, all headed toward Quamar. At the very last moment before they hit, Quamar vanishes, causing the blades to hit the ground where he once stood. Koten, in a panicked state, looks around trying to find the escape artist, only to be stopped by the cold touch of a blade on his neck. I know you were just doing a job, but you both should have ran. Wait, please, I'll- Quamar's hand grappled the back of Koten's head, slamming him to the ground, and arcs of lightning surrounded his head. Taking a few seconds to recenter himself, Quamar rips a few pieces of his shirt and patches his wounds. Then searches the thieves to discover a letter detailing a plan to rob the Golden Wheels deliveries to make it seem random. But in truth, Soten and Koten were hired to steal the wine in hopes that Quamar would come after them. The moonlight reflecting off the letter reveals a watermark that is a raven flying with an arm of a skeleton in its claws. Orfrio Arcard. Shuffling comes out of an alleyway. Damn it. Looks like I missed all the fun. I could have used your help. It would have made it a lot cleaner. Sorry. I ran into a, a chap that I owe some money to. Yeah, well, it's a good thing it's over. Can you at least manage to get the wine back to the bar? <laughs> I suppose. Are you not coming with me? No. I have to go see a old friend about something. Afflin. And if I'm not back in two days... Tell the others I'm dead. Afflin passes by Quamar and hops in the wagon. Quamar notices something he puts in the back of his mind for the time being. 
he sees that Athlon's black dagger is missing. Athlon. Yeah? Be safe. You two. The winds of change are blowing. And when that happens, the world rarely forgets what transpires next. So yeah, you'll be safe. Quamor and Afflin then go their separate ways. Afflin back to the bar to possibly save Bozels from being robbed. And Quamor off to confront a ghost of his past. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Quinn's Corner. Uh, If you ever want to talk about the episode or just get in contact with me and tell me how great or whatever you think of me, uh, I'm doing, you can always do it on Instagram, which is the underscore Quintaro. Uh, Then also on Twitter, which is at the Quintaro. And then on Facebook, which is just Quintaro Ansley. Uh, Like I said, I do have some other things coming out soon, and hopefully the content, not hopefully, the content will be coming out a bit more frequently. I have a couple ideas that we're going to try out and see how they work. Uh, Once again, I don't know why I did that, but thank you all for listening, and have a good day. Bye.